Good evening, everybody. Uh, here we are, Wednesday night, 1st of June, uh, episode 73 of So What's Been Happening. So here we are. Um, this is what losing feels like. It's uh, It's been a while. I've, uh, I've packed up the Range Rover um, and headed up the snow. That's it. The season's done. We've had a loss. Everyone's ridden us off. Uh, what a joke, eh? But who who let's not let's let's see what happens from here. Big game this week, Sydney Swans. Uh, we reveal the um, appeal decision from Buddy tonight. Um, we see how that went. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? We reveal it first here tonight, um, and should be a good match. Uh, good round of footy as usual. Good to catch up with the boys. So let's uh, let's find out where the boys are at tonight. Um, let's bring up the great cars first. How are you, mate? How are you, mate? Good, mate. Welcome back. Thank you. A lot to dissect and talk about. Just a quickly, first shout-out, as Lovie put on Facebook uh, about a week or so ago, uh, Foo's M&D coming up at the G, Melbourne and Collingwood. Your mob and the the Pies were both playing good footy. Will be a great game, great cause. Get the Coles, Bunnings, all the usual outlets. Grab a beanie. Well done. There's a good plug. Is that the latest? It's the, it is the latest, yes. And it, it makes even my rough head look okay, mate. And on a day like today, which it didn't get over 10, I don't think, at any stage, comes in very handy, the beanie. Beautiful. Look forward to uh, the one you've bought me and Lovey as well. So drop it off, mate. Feel free. Be careful what you wish for. You never know. Look out. Look out. All right, let's bring him up, the great Alan Love. How are you, Lovey? Good, mate. I like the irony of the fact that You've put up Mount Buller, A, because it's Melbourne, B, because it's <laughs> Melbourne weather. And, the, and the, I'm actually wearing a hat that I would probably wear to the beach before any other kind of weather condition. But um, had a good week. Had a very good week, actually. All, you know, good period since our last podcast. It, car's great to see, mate. You've so you finally put some shekels across the bench for uh, a beanie. I'm really, really good to see that that's happened, mate. So well done. Good stuff. Um, really great night last Friday night. We might talk about I don't know. Um, just really enjoyed your birthday night, mate, out at uh, the SB. Um, you know, obviously out there with Rushy and Electric Mary and, and you two and, and Marky, uh, Marky, Jenny, Sotel, everyone that went out there, great night. Um, really caught a snapshot on the way out from the SB of what new generation's like. I'm glad I'm as old as what I am, let's face it. Um, Saturday, Mighty Dales, we got up two on the trot. We're only out of the finals and percentage right now. So up your Mighty Dales at Lauderdale. Um, and yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually sitting. I'm not going to bother tonight. Which I'm, I'm the worst bloke in the world with a camera. But uh, needless to say, I've, I've, I've received my, finally, my, my lounge suite with a huge ottoman. And I've, I've slept on it every single day since. I got it on Saturday. Um, <laughs> I've become a sloth. I've become very, very comfortable with myself once I'm in my home, which I think is what we're all about. But, uh, yeah, it's the bed hasn't been required at least once one night this week so far. It's been good. <laughs> Put the workbench on hold. <laughs> Have you got a go-to show or something you're going through at the moment, mate, that you're watching when you're on the couch? I've been watching bloody tennis. I don't know why. Yep. I don't even like the sport that much, but I, I um I got I was actually up this morning to watch Rafa and, and Djokovic. I'm so glad Rafa got up. Great, uh, you know, great guy versus just a 
a jerk. So I'm glad the great guy got up. So all good. What was the uh, what was it? How'd it go? What was the final? Did it go to five sets, three sets? Uh, I'm winning four sets. Four, four yep. sets. Won the first, lost the second, won the next two. Um, four hours though. You know, Rafa doesn't play a set under one hour each time he, he goes out there to play. But um, you know, he's he's, he's got further intricacies on clay. You know, he he tries to gets the racket and smashes his feet, get all the clay stuff out, get the onto-car out each time. So there's another five seconds. Absolutely. Well, I heard a stat today about Mr Nadal in terms of his tennis that at the French Open, I think he's only gone to more than three sets on about four or five occasions, which is an amazing stat considering how long he's been playing for year three. There you go, mate. Yeah, that's no, amazing. No, no. no, of those five times, three against Novak. Yeah. So the two of them have had a fair crack at each other over the years like they have everywhere else, but yeah. Yep. Well, but as we know, Cuz is our resident show expert on tennis, so he uh, he'll um, he'll keep us up to date with with how the finals pan out. So we'll leave that one with you, Cuz. Come back to us. Next okay, time. Thank, thank you for that. I'm looking forward to some future tuition too on how to play a forehand and backhand from him. I think that'd be that'd be something that'd be something we'd like to see one day, wouldn't it, Aaron? Absolutely. I think uh, if ever we've thrown Cuz a challenge, it's to have his many different jobs in as many different industries as possible for the next 20 years, mate. So we're going to, we're going to make sure you've done every, every job known to man, cuz. Um, I think it'll be good to know if you know someone from tennis Australia too. You know, he knows someone from everywhere else in the world, apparently. So pick <laughs> it up, mate. see if you know someone from tennis Australia and run with it. Once again, the show's gone a certain way just to keep us all up and about. So thank you both for that. Appreciate it. Uh, Dale's, mate. Dale's. <laughs> <laughs> Great win. How, many win! how many wins for Lilydale so far? So we're three and five. We're out of the, it's a top five. We're percentage. We're out on percentage. So to paint a picture for you, mate. Now, comp. There's two teams. Murrabah's way out in front on eight and zip. Uh, East Springwood and Mitchum are on five and three. Yep. And then inside the uh, yeah something like that. I can't remember who's fourth. Someone's fourth, and then. Um, fifth, us and sixth spot, all the way down to ninth, they're all on three wins and five losses. So um, that'll probably even itself out, I reckon, over the next month, probably the most important part of the year now. So if we can get through that in about a three-and-one position and we get parity or even get ahead of the win-loss, I think we're well on our way, which would be really good. Good to see a close comp. There's a few yeah, close it's... comps around at the moment. So um, Yeah, there is. God bless you. Thanks, thanks for coming back, local footy, for sure. Shout out Absolutely. to all those uh, coaches and players out there getting things up and going again. So, And all volunteers, most importantly, uh, that keep our game going. So let's have a little quick flashback to a uh, pick you posted 24 hours ago, Cuz. We can't we can't go without this one, mate. <laughs> Great deal. Now, if anyone's got any good eyes out there, um, you might be able to spot where the great Glenn Curran is. Um, yes, I can see Glenn, it. No, great. Here we go. Even though it looks, there it is. Have a look. It's Rick Astley right there. Were you the only one, Cub, that tucked the jumper in? Have a look at the photo, mate. Well, I don't think there's too many tucked in there, mate. Hey, I'll, I'm going to give Cars credit where it's due, right? I actually think he's not the whitest man in that photo. I'm not far off it, though, mate. There's a couple of blokes in there, 
who even would get very badly burnt at the beach. Even though he's got red-headed minge, I, I honestly reckon he's uh, he's not the, the biggest ghost in that particular team. But not quite. I think there's a guy in the second row, just my goodness. If you bring up the photo again, as please, a very good friend of the show who will not ever come on the show is standing... Not after this. ...in a jacket and black pants and shoes. Yeah. The jeweller. Oh, is that your old man? Is that what My you're old man with the, with the dirty, filthy porn star mustachio going on? Super coach. Beautiful. Super coach. Is that why you got a gun? No, no, no. Super team manager. Right. All right. Um, Here we are, guys. Um, We've had a special request. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Have a look. (laughs) They're going to be the largest quads that ever played for DLA. Shut up. Shout out to that little man on the right who's been on a favourite of ours on the show. Who who are we talking about there, Cuz? You might as well drop it, drop the name. Uh, that's the wonderful it. Channel Seven racing expert, Winter Olympic expert, very ex great expertise in many things. Jason Richardson. There you go. What you did with school gift, mate? I should know that. Well, I do. 1993. Smashed it. There you go. Big request. Just broad Yeah, see. I will speak to that lovely friend of the show who's made a couple of comments. She will... It's all right. It's all right, Nomes. Your, uh, your calendar's on its way. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We've got a special exclusive tonight. Um, a good friend of the show was on episode 29 from memory. Okay, boo. The great number. Um, and just before we do, um, we all know it was a good, good show uh, last week. We got introduced to Sam Trapolino, friend of a good friend now of the show. Um, we look forward to having him as part of a regular part of the show. And we chatted footy, chatted Carlton. Uh, sadly, Carlton had a little slip up this week. Um, but they'll be back for sure, no doubt. Um we're going to just bring them, bring the boys up, and we've got a special guest. Let's find out who's with with Sammy. G'day, boys. Gooch, welcome back. Hey, it's good to be back. Great to um, have you. There you go, Gooch. Away without getting that tattoo. That's all I'll say. That's all I'm saying. Oh no! Oh no! We've lost the. How good is it to actually see the Gooch? In almost virtual flesh. Hey, boys, you know, when you want me to deliver, I deliver. Come on. <laughs> you guys, thanks for flying me business class. That was fantastic. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so so you're already better than Carlton anyway, Traps. Sorry, what was that? Uh, Love thy uh, will be done? Just uh, you're already uh, better than what Carlton is. You've actually delivered this week. It's good. Good to see. Oh. Hey, listen, guys, right off the bat, I want to say it's great to be back on your show. I was, I had COVID-19, uh, as you all know, but now I got COVID-25. I can see it in my cheeks. That's 25 kilos. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the camera, hey, they said the camera puts 10 pounds on. It's 25 kilos, for God. 
You want a piece of this? Don, listen to him. Hey, Aaron, how are you doing, buddy? Great to see you as usual. We had, I love you dearly. Love thy to be done. What? I have no idea what that means. It's just uh, that's Aaron mucking around with love you, I think. Okay. Aaron's doing uh, his uh, uh, That's um. So there will be a segment later on the later on this evening. Um, in the theme of mediocrity in this world, and the singer that sung Love Thy Will Be Done could have been everything, but ended up just being a bit mediocre, and that was Martika. Extremely oh, attractive, but just, she was mediocre. But more I than love their song, Toy Soldiers. That was a great song. Yeah, yes. All right, just I before we get off and ask way. Gooch, what we're going to do is we're going to ask Gooch and, and Traps for a little NHL wrap of what's happening with the finals, who they think is going to win. It's great to have Gooch on the show. So let's utilize uh, that and talk about what happens there. Yeah, then, you guys, we do, then you guys can get back to serious business. We'll yeah, give correct. you just a, the break. Just and before we do, Obviously, we all know that I know a little bit about that sport called the NHL. <clears throat> really excited about this final. I'll tell you what, tonight, the Edmonton Oilers went up against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, I predicted that it would go with seven games tonight, guys. It seemed like a, a football game when it ended up, uh, I think it ended up 8-6. Uh, Connor McDavid's just the best player on the planet. I'm really honored to uh, have met him. And I'll tell you what, this is going to be one of those series. It's going to go right down the wire. It will be one of those series you're going to remember. 8-6 in a National Hockey League playoff game. The uh, Edmonton Oilers started off against the Calgary Flames, 9-6. So they just allowed one more goal. Uh, so I'm going to tell you my predictions right now. Sam, you can go. I know Aaron, you know this also. I am a huge Connor McDavid fan, Leon Dreisaitl. I got a chance to play with his father in Germany. This kid is the real deal. I love Connor McDavid. Uh, Nathan McKinnon from the Colorado Avalanche is fantastic. Kale McCarr, one of the best defensemen ever. Great goal today. Great goal. He will he will definitely break 100 points in the National Hockey League. Hasn't done it been done since Paul Coffey days back in the late 80s. We just lost everybody. I think if we're still there, we're saying hello. We're the main group now. We're we're the show. We took the show over. It's just unbelievable. Okay, so I'll wrap up my prediction. The Edmonton Oilers will come back in game two and put on a hell of a show, pardon my French. And I think this is going to go, as I mentioned, seven. So guys, just flip a coin. Who's ever going to win it is going to be one of the top teams. And then go to that other side, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who destroyed the Toronto Maple Leafs for all you Toronto Maple Leafs fans. They're gone. They're going up against a very, very good team. The Rangers, the New York Rangers. <laughs> Took them a while to figure that one out. I just didn't know if it was my cue. You know, when you point, it could but, be anything. You know, Aaron is everything, right? He's a cook, chief, and bottle washer. He takes care of love that I will be done. And because, no question, he's pushing all those buttons. Our producer, George LaRoche, The Rock, is a New York Rangers fan. I told him, do not be nervous. The Rangers will go up against Tampa Bay. And I'm going to predict this just because I love George LaRoche. The Tampa Bay Lightnings will beat the New York Rangers in seven. Coin flip. Here we go. I just want to see the Rangers get done because they beat my beloved Penguins. 
uh, Jordan and I were kind of ribbing each other through a couple of Gooch Live things, and oh uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Crosby and the old uh, the old men. I guess that's what we call the Penguins now. Um, yeah, they're done. So I just want to see Tampa Bay get uh, handed their uh, butt as well. I think it will be the first time in I think 31 years for a if Tampa Bay comes and be a three P in the National Hockey League. Uh, I'll tell you what, this is a team of destiny. You guys know when you have a, an AFL team or an NRL team that wins consecutive. That is really tough to do, guys, especially in this day of, you know, players moving from, you know, I remember back in 1967, none of you were old enough to remember that, but the Toronto Maple Leafs won the Stanley Cup. And seven years in a row, all those players had played for the same team. And that just doesn't happen anymore in this day and age. Well, Aaron's team's actually... Uh... I think out of all the AFL teams at the moment, Aaron's team is the one that can kind of go closest to pulling off that. They're already 1-1. They're a favourite for this year. Aaron, you'd have to say they're favourites again this year. Yeah, look, at the moment, little slip up on the weekend. Uh, you have that. I'd rather lose now than come towards the business end. Get that loss done. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And we had a major, major decision happen tonight, which was an appeal uh, of this incident who was suspended for one week, one of the best players in the game. We'll just show you the incident, Gooch, and we'll get your opinion on what you think as an outsider looking at the game. What should he get? All right. That's a reverse of Richmond. It was Franklin's kick, now it's Richmond. This game, have a look at this. You can see Koch and Stockton's run, got him accidentally in the head. One push there and then couldn't quite see the contact, but... No damage done to Cochin. Yeah. Doesn't make it okay, but okay, Gooch. As an outsider looking at the game and you've watched a little bit of AFL and it's taken taken a bit of a love for it. What's your thoughts as a Canadian looking in on the game? Good look for the game. Obviously, as an expert from stop concussions as well, it's not really the best look for our game, is it? Well, no, and again, I don't know the the players involved and I don't know the teams involved. But what I want to say is, regardless of the teams, I'll tell you what, the, the guy in the black jersey could take a punch. So let's he doesn't have a glass jaw, that's for sure. But today in this sport, we obviously know that concussions play a big part in all of our lives. And, you know, that was a pretty good cold cut. The, the issue that I have with it is, is the fact that he got him on the chin and it rotates the, the neck and the brain. That's very, very dangerous. If it's just a push and a shove and they go on their merry way, I got no problems with that. But as soon as you start attacking above the above the shoulders, I'm just going to give you a real quick uh, education period on it. When you look at your game and our game in the National Hockey League, and I'd love to hear your opinions on this, but in the National Hockey League, what has happened in the history of the game, in the 60s, they didn't wear helmets. So all the checks were below the waist, and they they, they it was called a hip check. Then the helmet came in, and as soon as the helmet came in, checks went to the chest. And as soon as they put a face mask as kids, we will all hit upwards. And you can see from uh, hockey today, that's where most of the hits are now coming, everything above the waist. When you see that, we know that your brain is vulnerable. We know that punch against a, a bare-fisted punch against the chin can do some serious damage. Obviously, the player uh, that, that took the punch, you don't know yet. It takes a couple of days, maybe even a week for signs of a concussion. Uh, that's a deliberate hit. There's no need for that in any sport, including hockey today, because we know what the cause and effect is. I love, listen, I took a slap shot, knocked out four teeth, had 60 stitches put in my mouth and played in the game. So I know what tough's being about. That's not tough. 
That's stupid. Yeah, look, that's <laughs> Gooch, what you say is so true. We all love to watch a bit of the old fashioned biffo, for want of a better word. But as you said, we have moved on as to how we go about things. With our game a little bit, because we don't wear a lot of protective gear, there is people who have had repeat concussions, and I know about the work that you've done through conversations with Az. They do wear helmets. Um, but I think the biggest thing is that we have got so many young people who play in the game, both boys and girls, at grassroots level, you need to protect the head. So in that instance there, I think the right result was given. I think he was he was originally charged with a one-week suspension, and that has stood up. Well, Lovely beast to differ. If I could just add to that, it's really important. We all know that you guys have played in games. I've played in pro games. You've played the game tough. It's okay to be tough. It's okay to play hard, but it's not okay anymore to play stupid. What's really bad about that, he literally, it was a direct and deliberate hit to the head. One game is not enough. I don't care. That there shows the sign. What's one game? It's nothing. Kids need to be shown that that will not be tolerated in our game, and that kid should be suspended for a couple of games, take some money out of his pocket, hurt him where it hurts, because taking him out of a game doesn't make sure he's fine, and let him be an example. So take that particular instant, guys, and let's use it as an educational tool. The guy that threw the punch now should apologize and say, listen, I lost the best of my thoughts. I don't want you kids to ever do what I do. I did it wrong. I'm going to pay the price, and I'll move on from this, and I will be a better person. It's only important to protect our players in the long term. So that would be my opinion. Gents, what's your uh, – you might agree with me or disagree. The, the reason I believe that was only a one-week suspension is because of who it was, because he's – it's Buddy Franklin. Bigger name as you get kind of in our football league. Uh, everyone knows him. He's known worldwide, really. Now, if someone else does that, that shot's a couple of weeks for sure or, you know, instant rub out. But because it's Buddy Franklin, they'll try any way to keep him in the game. Um, sadly, the person he hit, Lovey, do you remember when he lashed out with the kick? When Trent lashed out with the kick? I'm sorry, that needed some kind of reprimand. But again, that didn't happen. Um, you know, he measured him up with the little open hand first and then the right cross afterwards. And all because, you know, how dare you rough up Buddy? So um, I didn't like the way he reacted. You know, there was nothing, you know, that kind of retaliation comes from a cheap shot or something a bit bigger. Lovey? Uh, let's uh, let's look at this from another angle. Um, in our game in the last five to ten years, there's been a lot of staging. There's been a lot of milking free kicks. There's been a lot of, you know, trying to seduce the umpire into certain decisions. And we've now had the point where a couple of guys last year were actually fined for staging. Trent Cotchin now has a history of staging for free kicks. He has a st- he has a history doing this sort of thing now if you look at that you look at that replay slowly i would i would question if there's actually contact made and i say that because trent cochin is the boy who cried wolf on a lot of these things now i think trent cochin has acted this out superbly and gooch i i understand the principles behind what you've said and i totally agree if he hit him and smashed him and he cracked his chin or whatever absolutely you get weeks but when Contact is even dubious. Um, the penalty 
if you think about it, it actually outweighs what the reality of the situation is. Uh, you're so right. And you get that you get that week in, week out. And I think that I would have gone the other way. I would have gone, buddy, nothing nothing to answer for. Trent Johnson, sorry, mate, you're getting a week and you're getting four on to staging. But there was absolutely nothing. Nothing, no, agree, nothing no, at all. Yeah, yeah. Cousy Aaron, thoughts? Or oh, you guys probably have already discussed it early, have you? No, no, no we haven't. We haven't. Um, look, I think, as Gooch mentioned, the, the hit in, re in relation to what should happen is the hit to the pocket, right? The issue was it was a $10,000 fine, but he's paid almost a million dollars a year at the moment. $10,000 is, is lunch money, right? It's, it's a, it's a yeah. laughable joke. There, look, should Sydney have contested it given the impact this week where they play the, the premiers? That's probably more the question. I think he should have just stood there and took the week. The fact he went then as an appeal, went to the appeal process tonight, they delayed it an extra night, which didn't look good, uh, all because their legal team wasn't ready. Like, give me, a, give me a spell. Like, there's nothing to look at, right? They either, he's either, and then they got there and he's, he's effectively said he can't remember the incident. This is the guy that hit him. Like, come on. Like, it just it was a joke. It was a joke. So I, I think what should happen is if you appeal that and go up, you should do what they did a little while ago and you should get an extra week for that, appealing it. Yes, but, yes. But, Aaron, I just want to – Lovey did make a point that I didn't – again, I didn't see the hit. I just saw it for the first time. There are guys like the Brad Marchands of the world in the NHL that do put on a little bit of an act. And now the NHL has put in – I don't know if you have it – in your game, but if, if he didn't actually hit him and it was just a swing and he moved his head and then, you know, embellished it a little bit, the NHL puts a fine and, and a penalty against the one that stages it. So that's, that's important. But if, if in fact there was uh, intent and con the only, the only thing that I got to say about that lovey is the fact that if you've got a loaded gun and you shoot somebody and you miss them, you're still trying to, you know, obviously do damage. So I think we have to be careful in our messaging. And if that swing didn't hit him, then he does deserve a game. If it hit him, my opinion, he should be fine bigger and out longer. And so he did deserve the intent was there to throw a punch. So just two things for me. Um, I think the swinging and the missing, yeah, I, I, I get it and I understand. I think what happens, unfortunately, in, in, in the AFL, the tribunal goes on outcomes. So when Trent Cochin perceives himself to have copped a, a bit of a whack, the outcome is blah. Now, if he had missed him, the outcome would have been no, no case to answer because there was no impact. So therefore, it, straight away, the tribunal would dismiss it because there's no impact. Um, so whether that's a flaw at the tribunal, I don't know. Uh, as just to your point about you double the penalty if you decide to go up, the reason they took that away is because they believed, and I, I agree with this, they believe it would then disincentivise the footballer in the club from legitimately trying to think that they should actually challenge it on a technicality. And sometimes that technicality can be the bloody tribunal itself and the way they yeah. rule the decision. So I think you've got to provide still that incentive or that that want to say, hey, hey, this, is, this isn't quite right. I think we've got the right to challenge it and have a free hit at it. And if it, if it doesn't come off, well, then that's fine because... The reason the guy got suspended because he, he made contact with a player. If he shouldn't. I, I don't think he gets an extra week just because he contested saying, "Well, something else was a factor." I just think it just it is what it is. That's all. 
the biggest thing in our game at the, at the moment, Gooch, and perhaps you'd say this as well, is with things like that sort of stuff, contact another player when it's not a football incident, there's so many in the last probably two months how umpires perceive a situation. There's been a lot of discussion in all types of our media about the consistency with it. And it's as much as we try to try to make it very black and white, there's so many vagrancies and the inconsistency, and it's a difficult game to adjudicate. We get, as supporters and commentators for whatever you want to call us, we get to watch it in replays and freeze frame it and whatever. They get, like in the NHL, they get a split second to make a decision, watching the ball, watching the, the guys out in the rink, whatever it might be. So that's where I'm not defending what Buddy did, but as Lovey said, look, I'm, as a coach, young kids play, play footy, I want them protected, but we've just got to be a little bit, as you said, smarter how we go about it, I suppose. Well, I think also in the National Hockey League, this playoffs, there's been a lot of criticism for the uh, the refereeing. We had it last year in the playoffs. This game is going to become so fast. And I know your game too, the boys are getting bigger, stronger, faster. And I don't think the, the refereeing has advanced to that level yet. And I think that's where the NHL, I can't speak for the NFL. You guys are the, the experts on there. I think they have to go back and reschool all the referees because the game has become so fast. And a guy like Connor McDavid, when you look at the percentages of calls that are done against him, he's so good and so dominant that the number of penalties that are called against him are very low. And he's the guy that puts takes people out of their seats and, and cheer. So I really think the refereeing, again, I, I'm, I'm not against refereeing. We can't play without them. We need them because it would all be bedlam if we didn't. But we think, I personally think, we have to take more time, invest more in the referees, allow them to get up to the speed of the game because the game has advanced. And I believe we haven't taken enough time. And you said it best, because we, we can watch replays. I can just give you a, a real quick example. This weekend, Finland played Canada in the World Championships. And there's a lot on the line. Um, Canada was down uh, a man, so it was 5-4 in a game that was tied. And the Canadians were dominating the play right at that moment. Finland deserved to win win the World Cup. I'm not, I can't dispute that. But the incident happened where one of the Finns got hit by a Canadian, and he actually, his stick came up, his own stick came up, hit him in the nose on a five-on-four. They're having a power play, and it wasn't the referee that was standing right there that saw that the stick that hit him in his nose was his own stick, not brought on by anything other, but it's the referee that's 120 meters back, and, or 120 feet, and the, the player hits his head back, and he automatically calls a penalty. When we saw the replay, we knew it was the wrong call. Everybody there saw it. But it happens in an instant. The referees are judgment calls. They're going to make mistakes. So I think you just have to live with it. But I think we need to educate and better prepare our referees now. Chance, just one more thing on this one. Did you guys watch the game, Sydney and Richmond? Anyone see the full game? We're all, uh, we're all out of gig. <laughs> yeah, just more wondering what was leading up to that as well. 
Like, you know, it seems a very big reaction. You know, was there any kind of antagonistic going on before that? Was the game heating up? Was there a lot of cheap shots going on? You know, that, not, not excusing anything by any means, but just wondering, was there a precursor to it? Yeah. Uh, let's just take it in context. And what I want to do, uh, we'll finish on this, but I, I, let's just replay it now, knowing what we all know and what we've all discussed. Let's just have a fresh look at it. My issue is it's not the first action where it comes as a bit of a surprise because he does get bumped. He's running the wrong way uh, against the guy. He does get blocked effectively, so it's a bit of a surprise. It's more the second and then the third reaction, I guess, that's the issue. see the contact but no damage open, done I think the last thing that needs to be kept into context is is the score at the, at the time it was 30 odd to 60 odd they were buddy was getting quite frustrated because he wasn't in the game um and you know doesn't take much for the little guy who's ex-captain mind you gooch gave him a little bit of a nudge to knock him off his line a little bit and then it was a little bit on for, on for there. So I think it was a little bit more frustration than anything. The yeah. issue is, is at the end of it, he comes out and says at the appeal that he says he doesn't remember the incident. incident. Like, yeah. come on, he would remember well, that very clearly. I don't know. I, I, I see a, a very similar action with Will Smith popping Chris <laughs> Rock, for God's sakes. I think it was just to play on that. But yeah, uh, I think hand slap. Will, he's watched a bit too much. Yeah. Um, Will Smith made contact. He did. All right. What we're going to do just before you go, Gooch, we're going to play some of our famous 73s. Seventy-three was a big year. I want to make a couple of comments quickly on that. Nineteen seventy-three, the Montreal Canadiens, arguably one of the dynasties we'll never see again. They lost uh, 
you saw there, the captain is Yvonne Cornway, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. They lost Guy Lafleur, number 10, arguably one of the best goal scorers. Um, this guy smoked. Think about this for a second, 1973. They would play a hockey game, and in between periods, they had a smoking room, and Guy Lafleur would go in there and have a couple of butts, and then go out and kick everybody's butt. Like, it's just unbelievable. But I got to meet him, an incredible person. I got to go and see Genesis. It was actually Phil Collins come on stage through COVID. He came and played Toronto at the uh, Scotiabank Centre. Uh, obviously, we know the ailments that he had. He was absolutely spectacular. And finally, one guy that I met in all of that was Rodman. What a great picture. Thank you for sharing. I love him. I love him. I love him because he's so cuckoo. It's, oh, it's just brilliant. Bird. He's kind of like that we, Sheldon guy we saw at the end there. So well, he's, he's, he's best friends with Kim Jong-un, isn't he? Yes, he is. Hey, listen, Robert he Wine. Saved the world. Guys, Robert Wine, you Robert Wine is probably arguably one of the biggest inspirations for me. If you if anybody ever wants to complain about their life, just go and Google Robert Wine and Canada Five and see what this kid he had to learn. His left foot was not his right foot after he got through his brain injury. And obviously, you can see him physically. He's been, been damaged. I have not met a more inspirational guy than him, Robert Wine. Thanks for waking up and being a part of it all. We love you. Good on you, Robert. Push out it, mate. Love you, Robert. We love you. Thank you so much. He's one of those guys, Gooch. Hasn't missed an episode from us. Hasn't missed an episode from you. Uh, it, even apologizes when he is going to miss an episode. Yeah, that's it. And when he's going to be late. Yeah. 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 Uh, he's the coolest you. guy, coolest guy love in the world. So before we finish, before we let you go, Gooch, we have to, yeah. we've got a little segment that we call Cousins Classic. And he has okay. got a classic for you tonight. And he's going Come to get on, your guys. opinion on this as well. I'm good. <laughs> it's classic. Right. Because it might not be as exciting as you want it to be, but I know. You're a very wise man and a handsome man. We talking about you're having, you're having a donut, mate. What's your donut of choice? Tim Beebs. You know what Tim mm. Beebs are? Mm. No, give us a bit more information. No, Tim Hortons. You know Tim Hortons. They have oh. the middle of the donut is called the B, like a uh, Tim Bits. And Justin Bieber went and became this icon for Tim Hortons, and now they call him Tim Beads. And he personally picked out all the recipes for it. It's a true story. I can't, you can't make this shit up. Disclaimer, as he swore. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. There it is. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Mom. So Gooch, just a little bit more information. So what's inside it? What's the, what makes it special to you? Well, what makes oh. it special is it is Justin Bieber, for God's sakes. And he, <laughs> they take the donut, they cut a hole, and then they start. So up. Yeah, see? <laughs> Tim Beebs, and they put, like, uh, Boston cream inside of this little round ball and then put chocolate chips on it. And he's got – now, they used to be really simple. Now he's got, like, mango in it, and he's got fresh fruit. Nice. It's, it's not even a donut anymore. It's a, it's a donut hole, for God's sakes. What's wrong with that? Well, let's go around the room because I know – Obviously, I'm just getting to learn more about traps and his one for eating habits. When we did our sort of be before we come on tonight, Lovey's always eating. 
So I'll go to you first, Traps, because you're a wise man. What's your donut of choice? I knew you'd go to Chippy's too. Uh, chocolate donut. Just just the, the round donut, hole in the middle, chocolate glazing on it. There it is. Simple, elegant, hard to stuff up. Yeah, I'm going with that hey, one. Those ones with the icing sugar too. They got strawberry <laughs> right there. Oh, my God. I didn't get – listen, I didn't get 25 kilos over not eating the Tim Beebs and those donuts. <laughs> As, what about you, mate? All right. Uh, I've got an exciting one for you, which it just happens to be Donut Day this Saturday in Victoria, this weekend, Queen Victoria Market. Go down and get the little hot dog, the little donut van, the Spanish donuts, hot jam, plenty of sugar, not good for the uh, calorie count or the heart, but nothing will burn you like a hot jam donut, that's for sure. <laughs> So that's yeah, Aaron, you're like Luna Simpson right now. I fear I've got drool just coming down my lip. Aaron, don't forget, don't forget, I'll be in Melbourne to watch the uh, Derby, the Mustangs versus the Ice. I'll be staying at your house that night. Bring me some of those. Bring me a dozen, please. And you bring a we'll dozen all, back. Very much. We'll all be coming over. And what about you, Lovey? So I, I do hark back to the days of uh, LVFL Park and the MCG and any other home and away ground where you could order six little jam bull jam donuts with the sugar on them and they would be the hottest thing you'll it, it, it was worse than a vindaloo it was worse than a curry from a dress mate it was so not because of the spice it was literally so hot that you you, you needed the fire department to stick a hose down your throat it was uh we didn't care it was brilliant um then obviously you know we got all ock health and safety and crap like that around our football so we Probably don't get that sort of stuff anymore. Um, I can't go past the choc jam donut. Um, now the choc jam donut is just elite. If it's done well, my goodness, it's um, it's bloody good. Look, like you, like you, lovey. I remember the, the hot jam donut. I remember as about ten going to the footy with my dad, in different times back in nineteen eighty. And he said, "Go and get your six donuts, Glenn." I said, "Yeah, sure, Dad." And I burnt my mouth. And as you are all aware, I have got the gift of a gab, but I still remember burning my mouth terribly. Fast forward 30 years later, I took my sons to the footy one night, didn't learn. Dad, they'll be hot in there. No, boys. They're old. The game's been finished for half an hour. They can't be that hot. Same again, same result. So nowadays, I love you. Just your plain, hole in the middle, a little bit of cinnamon, very nice. Has that, or cinnamon, I should say, has the same effect. We've got one more donut connoisseur. Hang on, guest appearance. Can you jump? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> just while he does, I want to. I want to just flash what? you to just before you do, and we bring up this lovely young lady. This is the famous donut oh. truck at the Victoria yeah. Market. Yes, Those Spanish donuts. There we are. All right, who have we got? Who have we got here? Tell her who we are. Uh, She's I'm, my GPS unit. Uh, I'm Marnie. Um, Marnie, 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 Marnie. Um, Sam's favorite, daughter. Yeah. Uh, my favorite donut would probably have to be the strawberry truffle from Krispy Kremes. Oh, Jesus. Krispy Kremes. Uh, yeah, yes. I, could, I could have that every day. <laughs> and obviously I have. <laughs> that's, that's an amazing body because my sons, I, said, I asked them the question before I came on tonight, and I thought it would have been a simple question. But straight away, they went with, 
What are you asking that for? Krispy Kremes, anything. Because Krispy Kremes have got so many varieties. So thank you for coming on. Love it to meet you. Love it to meet you guys. I've been kicked out. You kicked out. All right, guys. I've got to go watch a hockey game. I know Sam can stick with you. i got to go watch a hockey game. Listen, you guys do such a great job. I can't wake up that early in the morning, but I tell you what, this is without a word of a lie. Robert can attest to that. Robert Wine calls me or at least texts me and said, did you see Aaron's show? Did you see what's happening? <laughs> I said, no, I'm still <laughs> Perfect. Love you guys. Thanks for Glad to see you, Gooch. Really good to see you, mate. Good to see you. All right, Traps, you're in the driver's seat. All right, let's move on. Hang on, we might have a, uh, a little shout-out from Robert Wine to Marnie too. Oh, so Marnie. Uh, Marnie's so. awesome, but she's gone. What? She Robert. Sure is. Oh, there she is. Hello. She's back. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to one of our next little quick segments. Um, let me just find the little trailer. It's such a good one. Here we go. Lovey loses it. Righto, great man. Well, over to you. Okay, so one thing that uh, has disturbed me a little bit lately um, is our, our want to accept mediocrity in the world a bit. Uh, and, and we've gotten a little bit lazy with ourselves and we seem to have short memories on what we think was really, really good. Um, food in a tube. I've never, you know, I, I was always brought up with using fresh food, uh, everything out of the ground or, you know, whether it was fresh meat or whatever. We've gradually gone to this whole tube thing we've had, but I, we can go back before that. And this is where it started to stick. So you had Spam. Now, anyone that's tried to have Spam, which is ham in a can, it, it, it's, it's enough to induce vomiting on a grand scale. Um, you can you, you look at that. It's just horrific. Um, now we've moved into putting things such as uh, cheese into a tube. Cheese comes out of a cow, right? Ultimately, it's come out of a cow. It's already been processed and it's already at a point where, um, you know, it gets put into a block so you can at least cut it and you can, you can treat it properly. Can you imagine what cheese in a tube tastes like, the preservatives, the disgust? Disgusting taste in it. It is off. Um, I've been disturbed that I've also seen lately uh, Vegemite in a tube. Uh, I hope the recipe is the same. But look at that. I mean, it just looks lazy. It just doesn't look right. Um, but now we, we, we go to a supermarket in Australia. I mean, don't forget the Swedes love all their food in a tube. They, they chuck everything in a tube. One of those there, one of those, now they look like four lines of dog shit. But one of those there is actually caviar. You can take a guess as to which one it would be, but it's not going to matter. That is just absolutely gross. It's the one on the left. So that's horrific. Um, but now you go, to, you go to one of our stores, you go to a, a Woolies, you go to a Coles, and this is where we've become so lazy. And this shows about a little bit about mental health for, uh, for men, uh, or for everyone really. Um, part of that is not being lazy. Looking after yourself. Don't be lazy and eat well. Well, I tell you now, when you start putting spaghetti into a tube like that, that's gross. Okay. Um, we now have um, 
other things that have been put into a tube that it just shouldn't. So I'm going to show you what I saw tonight. I deliberately bought this. Now, this is called Thai Seasoning Cold Blended Taste. Now, the ingredients in this, the ingredients should be fresh, straight out of the ground. You chop, 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 and you mix it together yourself, and therefore, you know, it blends nice and nice and smoothly, and it's fresh. It's only fresh for no more than maybe a day or two. You put it in the fridge because that's, that's exactly There's no preservatives. There's no shit and gunk in it. This here says fresh for four weeks. I'm sorry, dickheads. It's uh, cold for four weeks maybe, but it's not fresh. And have a look at it. Watch this. If you're trying to tell me you can put this into your food, right? that looks like the sewage outlet down at Werribee on Port Phillip Bay. That is absolutely unforgivable for anyone to think that that's good for your diet. Look at it. It's bloody gross. There's one thing, Lovey. You don't have to digest oh, it. You don't have to it's digest it. And it's going to go going in one way and it's only going to come out the same way. But here's, oh, a, here's a little... It looks here's like it's going in the same way it should go out. Look at it. Absolutely. Here's a, little snippet of you. here's a little snippet of you of the shops, mate. And here's your little review. Honestly, in this tube I just squeezed out, they're trying to tell me that there's nothing more than just lemongrass, ginger, coriander, and chili. I reckon there's dog's guts in it as well, or there's something that's gluing it together. It's just absolutely filthy. But that's just not that's not the only thing I'm talking about that I think affects our mental health. Let's face it. If we all eat that shit, we're going to go. We're losing our minds. <laughs> the other thing is mediocrity. Now, we're all about music. We love our music. We love, you know, all the different uh, genres and all the rest of it. I'm going to put out something that's going to be an unpopular opinion. ABBA were no good. They were an average, they were average at best. So why do we now? Why do we now? There's two, two facets to this. Disclaimer. Why has, do disclaimer. Why do we have? Why do we have? Don't interrupt me, cuz. Don't ever fucking interrupt me. Why do we have idiots that come out and say that ABBA are arguably the greatest band of the 70s and early 80s. What the hell? Oh, I'm sorry. Not, not Led Zeppelin. Um, not Status Quite. Not, you can name 650 bands before Abbott. They were good for the little genre and they were poppy and all the rest of it. The other thing is, why are we all still wheeling them out two years later? Why do people still want to wheel these, these, these old bastards out? Now they've got them in, 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 on stage in, um, I don't know, three, 4 HD, whatever it is. Let them die. Let them rest. There's better music around. There's better things that we can be discussing and talking about. The other thing is, these silly. These, the other thing is, these opinion. These opinion people. Rolling Stone. One bloke who thinks he's a rap expert wheeled out his top ten rappers earlier in the week. Uh, at the top of the tree was Eminem. Debatable. I can name plenty more that are ahead of him, but I would put him top ten. Then he had some guy called Lil Wayne, and then he had. 
one bloke with four letters in his name as well, all these blokes you've barely ever heard of. He didn't have the following. Run DMC. Didn't have NWA. Didn't have LL Cool J. Didn't have Dr. Dre. Didn't have Ice-T, Ice Cube. Didn't have any of those in his in his top tens. I mean, he could have had Beastie Boys in there before the, 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 the wankers he put in there. So my point is, why is it that we as a society are sort of short-minded or short, short memories and we seem to think mediocre is actually a really good thing when it's not? You should be talking about the best and getting past the best to then create a new best. ABBA, it was not the best of the 70s and the 80s. They're no good. They were no good. And they're definitely no good now 40 years on. And as for people that hold opinions and all that sort of stuff, you're entitled to them. But I wouldn't mind if that bloke, for instance, did some research. That's it. We're done. Right on. There you go. There's some quality quality in there, uh, Lovey, for sure. But I need to bring up one thing that I do believe has been a good thing that's come out of, uh, come out of uh, food, food in a tube, okay? And I was not convinced, and my kids have been having these for ages, but... I tried this the other day. Admittedly, I jumped in the car, took one of these, and this is the way to eat yogurt, mate. I'm telling you. This, oh. is, the this is the answer. What are you doing? <laughs> I had There's to another one that comes out of a cow, lovey. <laughs> As I've got, to, I've got to chime in there. I know it's very good for you. To me, and a bit like lovey with his opinion on ABBA, there's no good way to eat yogurt. It's pox. It tastes pox. It feels pox. It looks pox. <laughs> Yogurt's fine, but just don't put it in a tube and make it look like it's a. It's just yuck. <laughs> All right, we won't agree on that one. That's for sure. The one thing when you talk about uh, let let old bands die. One band that we hope never dies, and and their slogan is rock and roll. The way it used to taste was Electric Mary, and we absolutely loved them uh, this week when we get to saw them. Saw them at the ESPY. Um, thanks to Electric Mary for lending us uh, their song that we play at the start of our show. Um, so yeah, it's fantastic to have those boys. And Rusty, you're an absolute legend, mate. So thanks for coming on yeah. the show as you do. Um, and at 61 or so, um, he's still out rocking with the best of them, mate. Um, so. It's fantastic to see them. So I love to read um, um, uh, Anyone a big fan of the Lost Boys movie or soundtrack, either either? Yeah. Yep. I mean, come on. Yeah. That song, Lost Boys by Lou Reed. Like, come on. That was, that was shit. Oh, yeah. 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 Sorry, just one Can you, can you remember in Aaron's, in Aaron's 73s, in his Prezzo before, can you remember most of the albums he put up or the artists? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Elton yep. John, Yellow Goodbye Yellow Big Road was, was one. Genesis. Yeah. yeah. Who was uh, the best Mon- one that year? Who do we Black think was Sabbath. the best one that year? Yeah, Sabbath was in there. Give me who you think you guys think, and then I'll tell What's you who it was. So Springsteen was there. Yep. That was Springsteen's first one too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. 73. I'll go I'll go Elton John. Right. Traps, did you remember one and can have a little think? Think back. Buzzer's gone. Oh, oh well. 
Right yeah, we'll go with I did play a little snippet of it in the intro trailer too when our logo came up um, just before. Um, It is Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon was album of the year. And some still say possibly the greatest album ever. So it's a big call. But some honestly think you either love Pink Floyd or you hate them. You you don't get converted to enjoy Pink Floyd over time. I think it's one that either hits you or you don't get it. Um, well, there's no Abra in that regard. Yeah. Either a few love them or the rest of us hate them. That's right. So, Lovey, you uh, Just relax. be careful. Okay, we don't talk to one another. Right? It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, when does Razor, when's Razor Ray coming back? Hopefully never. Well, I think... I, give, you know what? Given where the umpires are at at the moment, I'd love to have him back because yeah, I reckon he's yeah. not allowed. I reckon he's not allowed because um, he, he defies what the bloody dissent rules about. Yes, yes, yes. They won't the game, that. The, the exact it, it, point of where he, he took that into his own hands and had a chat to the player, I think that's gone now out of the game, sadly. And, and I think that character of an umpire uh, is disappointing. So anyway, we, we can go on and on about the umpires. Let's switch because we're only going to go for about 10 more minutes. Let's talk quickly about the AFL. I started my show with the Demons and a, I wouldn't say a shock loss. Um, I, I knew the loss was coming at some point. Am I embarrassed that it was Frio? Absolutely not. What I'm worried about, and Cuz touched on it during the week to me, 10 goal to nothing on slot at one stage. Um, but we talk about momentum all the time, super hard to pull back and arrest. Uh, we had a couple of players go down. My question to you is we play Sydney this week. We're talking about bringing back three or four players straight up off injuries from the grand final side straight back into play Sydney. Do we do it? What do you think? Lovey? I've got a couple of mates who are in Threadbow, mate, for the weekend. And oh, that be cars. Cars. Sorry, I must be <laughs> Yeah, love Sorry, Lovey. I apologise, mate. I didn't hear him say your name. <laughs> Let's go, Lovey. Go. Wasn't done on purpose. Just go, Cuz. Yeah, go. I'll talk then. <laughs> Lovey, go. Should go uh, off a bit, maybe. Come on, Jim, man. Love. Oh, dear. Dearie me. Glenn will listen one day. No, so I, um, I, I don't know what you're worried about. If you lost four on the trot, if you lost four of your next six, yes, you've got a you've got a concern or two. Yep. But you've won all in on the trot prior to that, whatever it is, right? What you've got isn't broken. Yes, there were ten goals to whatever in the second half. Freo played out of their skins. Mm. Now I, I'm I'm on record. I'm the only one in this forum that said this year Freo would make the eight, and I'm feeling pretty pretty satisfied about that right now. But the thing is, Freo are a good team. To your point, I, I agree with you, Aaron. You've got nothing to worry about. Um, yes, you bring all those players back in. You, you, you put your best team on the paddock as much as you can. Every single week, you do it. So if they're available, you play them. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. Um, you know, and we'll get maybe we get to the point about Nat Fife playing in the waffle later on. But um, no, you've got nothing to worry about. Well, I, I think mm-hmm. you're fine. Just on that, that, that's exactly my point. Are Freo doing the right thing, bringing him back in through the waffle? So the second division comp? Melbourne, should no. they do the same with someone like a Christian Salem? Not game ready. Uh, up against the Swans, quick team. What do we do? 
I mean, Tom McDonald will bring him straight back in. He's ready. He's ready to go. Uh, I heard Wayne Carey this afternoon talk about the Nat Five thing, yeah. and uh, totally agree. You find the opposition coach, and all of a sudden have to find someone for Nat Five up forward, for instance. Uh, that unsettles what my back six looks like. If I'm going into that game and Longmuir has decided, oh, I'm not going to play in that five here, I have a free hit in one of the positions. Mm. I think they're playing Brisbane this week or whatever. Well, if I'm Chris Fagan, I'm going to give you right now. It's just you should be giving the opposition as many headaches as you can. Your best, you pick your best team. That's all there is to it. He can play forward. He's fit. If he plays just only forward, you do it. You know, yeah. fuck around with that sort of stuff. You just get on with it. Right, I can't best players. Sorry, Coach, you go. I, I, I agree with what you say, Lovey. Any game of sport, that's a big turnaround, though. And I understand what you said about, look, is it the loss you're to have on that sort of stuff? No, I don't think so. I think best performance from Melbourne for the remainder of the year, you win the flag. As Lovey said, Fremantle's played out of their skin. He did bring it up early in the year and, and, and pawned him for that. I still think... And what I was going to actually ask was, do we think the eight's actually settled? I think the top four is possibly settled, but I still think from fifth down to as far as maybe 12th, which is where the Gold Coast are, there is that possibility if you get, and it's not incapable or not impossible to get three or four injuries to big players. Look at, and I'll let Trapsy talk about it because he's a passionate blue man, but look what's happened to them. Now, it's not panic stations yet, but it's there's little 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 cause of a concern. Like when, when Carlton supporters say to me, and we know how the Bombers are struggling for a myriad of reasons at the moment, when Carlton players say, or supporters say to me, geez, we're worried about the Bombers in two weeks, I think, really? I know they've lost some key defenders. Just, I'd like to, I know it's the halfway mark. I'd still like to wait two or three more after the break, see when people like Fife, Melbourne get more of their blokes back, what happens with the Carlton defenders, and then sort of see. Because we're, at the moment, I think Freo on eight wins and 12th is on about three or four wins, which is a gap, but it's not what I'd call an insurmountable gap. Thoughts? Traps? Oh, uh Firstly, on the Melbourne incident um, with uh, Frio, uh, totally agree with uh, Lovey and Cuz. No need to panic merchant there. Um, Frio are a far better team than they've been playing. So that was, as Lovey said, kind of a bit expected. Um, second thing going into uh, the Carlton one with uh, Collingwood, um, Lovey, I, the, the Carlton supporter in me fears being confident. As soon as we think we're confident, that's usually when we fall flat on our face in the last 10, 15 years. You know, we, we make the finals, we think we're, we're up and about. Like back when, when Gibbsy was playing with us, you know, we're out in straight sets. So um, I think we're going to need to have a couple of Melbourne-like years, a couple of Richmond-like years before we are just super confident going into that next week. So, um, yeah. Aaron? Aaron, can you put the ladder back up again for a sec? Does anyone know the result of Weedering's shoulder injury? I've been kind of six weeks taxi everywhere. Six um, weeks. Six. six weeks. Is it? Yeah. yeah you, get, you, you get you get Mitch McGovern back after the break. Yeah. 
Um, and I think you get another key defender after that as well. So I'm just following that, that thing, quickly, sorry, Lovey. Um, I yeah, put him straight back into the team, even if he's not fully ready, because one, like you say, he takes your best player until you find that out. So the game plan goes out the window. But how many youngsters' chest becomes so much bigger just because he's in the team? That confidence that he's back. That, that mental stability, that calming voice, even in the halftime, quarter-time huddles, all of that, it's irreplaceable to have that person there. So, sorry. Okay. So, say he, say, he, say he takes three contested marks inside 50, kicks two goals, they beat, they beat Brisbane by a goal or whatever, and they end up making the four by a game. That's, that's, that's how that stuff can actually work. Whereas if you don't play him, you potentially lose that opportunity... You, you potentially lose that opportunity to actually win a game and get in the four. So my my certainties, I think there's only three spots. Melbourne are in, Brisbane are in, Fremantle are in, Geelong are in, and Carlton are in. Now, I say Carlton because if you look at their draw, They've got a very nice draw. They're playing a lot of bottom eight teams on the way home. And by that time, a lot of those teams have probably put the queue in the rack. Um, and I, I would suggest that Carlton, what are they on now? Nine and three or eight and three? If they can't get the 13 wins, if they can't get the 13 wins with another 11 games left, then they don't deserve to play finals football. That's all there is to So for me, Carlton are in. Um, so that just leaves three spots. Now, if those five teams, Aaron, if those five teams don't make the eight at the end of the year, I'll take a tube of that tie shit and I'll eat it. <laughs> I'd rather you get a tattoo, I reckon, for your own safety. <laughs> I'll eat that. Yeah. I'll eat a tube of that on the, on, on the pod. On the phone. I, I was wrong. Oh. Right. Let's get a few predictions, boys. Okay. Let's kick off with, uh, is that the start of it? Yeah, that's it. Is. No, that's first, they're the first three games. Yeah. yeah, but that's not it. Um, not sure, I've got it here. First game, first game. Let me bring no, it up. First, first time, first time user of this system. Yeah, correct. Righto, who we got for the first game? We've got Western Bulldogs play Geelong at Marvel to kick the round off. All these games are very tight. Um, I've got Geelong by two goals. Western Bulldogs by same margin, two goals. Western Bulldogs by three goals. Yeah, I think um, there's not going to be any complaining from me. I think the Bulldogs are up and firing, and I think they're about a four-goal better team at the moment. So Cats got there, but I reckon they're ready to slip one. So um, I think the Bulldogs will get them. All right, let's move on to Adelaide Crows and the Eagles on Saturday. I'm going to go on the limb. I'm not going to make any outlandish statements like Alan. That can be his go-to this season. I think the West Coast might get up. So I'm going to say them by 10 points. Okay, so you said West Coast by 10 points. I thought you said you weren't going to make an outlandish statement. That in itself <laughs> is an outlandish statement, thinking that West Coast are going to knock off Adelaide. But let's see. Let's see. So pick a margin. Give me a margin. Ten points. Righto. Traps. Adelaide by 55. 
Nice. Lovey. Adelaide by 56. Oh, come on, Lovey. Jesus. <laughs> Don't interrupt me, Traps. Adelaide at home by 70 for me. So uh, <laughs> put it in the book. Um, put it in the book. All right. Suns play north. Is anyone going to tune into this game? No. 12th versus 17th. I don't even think the coaches are going to watch it. <laughs> no, I think the gentleman's agreement goes straight down to uh, Surfers Paradise to uh, just get shit faced. That, yeah, <laughs> that, they'll, they'll call the mercy rule at about half time and go, boys, let's go. Well, we're heading off. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the question. I mean, have a look where the Suns are at. They're loss, two wins, loss, and a win. So, my tip, they're due for a loss. Oh, oh, yeah, in the big Kangas are going to get them and they're going to win by two points. It's going to be up a in Darwin. Up in Darwin, I've got gold, I've got gold coast by 58 points. Slippery. Gold coast by gold, 30. Gold coast by I'll go 42, seven goals. Right. Um, let's move on to the next one. Then we go. This is late Saturday night. And what did you go with the Sorry, ah, oh, got you. Yep, I got North. Uh, Melbourne play the Swannies. First versus seventh, big game. Nobody, couple of demons back. This is the one they bounce back at the MCG. It's been wet all week, boys. Wet all week. Anything can happen. Everyone's back from the snow. Yeah. Um, you're not. Oh, hello. Are you, are you seriously? Come on, Mr. 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 the best time ever with what you said at one stage. Give us your tip, Give us your tip. No, I'm pretty sure that says cuz. Not idiot, but as we'll change in a minute for you. It's not a two-hour Melbourne by 37 points. Draw. Demons. No, I've got Mel- I've got Melbourne by seventy three points. No, seventy three. Melbourne are going to wipe them. It'll be it'll be a big return to form. They'll be embarrassed after losing. There's a lot of pride in that demon team at the moment. I look forward to watching them. Just so it has. Quick shout out. I'm concerned about the welfare, Jake Barry. He does yeah, the game. He was he's very – he didn't know where to go. He was like a lost sheep. So, shout out to him, Jake. Well, thinking of you, mate. Everyone, everyone said that joke this week, cousin. It's actually Jake Bowie, not Jack Bowie. I didn't – well, I work with – I used to work with his father, so I know the correct pronunciation. But thank you, William Shakespeare. I appreciate your yeah. input. Yeah, that's all right. It's good. So, it's Bowie. Just so you know. And don't interrupt me again, by the way. Aaron, what's your tip, mate? Cause? Depends which side of the river. All right. Um, look, my only my only concern is who's who's going to kick all the goals. Who's going to honestly go? Who's going to kick all the goals? We've got guys very badly out of form. No, keep in mind, keep in mind, lover. You said it was a large margin. I don't think the margin's going to be anywhere near that. That's all. I, I think Melbourne's got forwards well out of form, and I think it's going to very much going to be one of the lowest scores of the year. That's You're not going to need forwards in the wet. No. You're not going to need forwards in the wet. Your mids are going to kick all your goals and they will make sure they kick at least 15 goals for you. 15 so goals so if they the kick wet. 15 goals, Sydney are going to kick, what, two goals? 
They have three or four goals. Who's who's kicking their goals? What, Sam Marie? The guy's about my age. Isaac Heaney goes all right. He's, He's not, not going to kick head. 11 goals for him. Plugger might line up again. Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> There's a pig on the field. Anything could happen at the G. There's a pig at centre half forward. Yes. All right. Um, let's move on to Hawthorne Collingwood. My two most hated sides. Well, give one some yeah. love. What's your They're thoughts, Oh, I'm happy with the draw. They don't deserve a win, either of them. <laughs> right, I love it. I think the piss and shit might get up. Um, I reckon I have about 16 points. Right, I traps. Hawks by 17. Yeah, I hope <laughs> Collingwood. points. I hope Collingwood never win again. So um, probably the Hawks for me. Probably the Hawks. Um, Did you say never again then? <laughs> one thing I'll be devastated this year, it happened last year and I'm still having, I still get the text messages, is Collingwood beat Melbourne. Collingwood beat Frio. The whole story, right? This is just setting up the win for Collingwood. Whatever. Boys, keep dreaming. We just got to stop one guy, that little goose. Um, with the blonde hair that needs a haircut. Let's get him out. Ginevan. Um, oh, who knows, who knows what will happen? Degussie. Let's That's just hope Cox, Cox doesn't yeah, have a yeah, let, Let's go to Las Vegas to do high-performance trading. That's the only reason I went there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's building. He's building up for this game. So I think Hawks, Hawks comfortably by 40, just to put a little bit of reality back to Collingwood before the week before they play Melbourne. So, Frio, let's go to Frio and Brisbane, last game. This will be a tight one, I reckon. Yeah. My opinion. Um, and I'm tipping that that game took a bit out of Frio, all even though they got going. Uh, no Nat Fife. I think if they had brought Fife in, would have just been a little bit more pep in their step. Even if Fife just played as medical sub, came on, played a quarter. Uh, just to have him back there. So I think Brisbane's going to go over there and, uh, and knock him off. But it's going to be a close one. I reckon there's a goal in it. They win by a goal, Brisbane. Uh, traps. Brisbane by five goals. Yeah, on, on the lines by three goals because I think they need to win away, get better at winning away. Yeah, well, be back, like, back and be stronger and stronger for each week. So, yeah, yeah, Brisbane. Lovey. Rio, way to go. What's the rest of that? Um, High and low. Yeah. Uh, Frio at home. uh, I've got them for 23 points. Righto. There you go. And I think they'll match up well on Brisbane. I reckon the Blues will go well this week. I reckon we'll be untouchable. Can we get the four points, the bonus for the boy, like you're doing? Junior basketball, is that, a, is that okay? Yeah, oh, absolutely. This is a win for the Bombers, no doubt. Now, let, what I want to touch on quickly it's is off. there's one, two, three, four, five, six teams that get a bye this week. Which teams, let's pin it now, and we don't even know who they're playing next, which teams win the week after the bye? Well, Carlton play the Bombers. Six teams that are there. Well, Carlton will Carlton play the bombers. the bombers, so one of them's got to win. Yep. So, so Carlton will beat us. Carlton win. Richmond will win. 
Who did the Giants got? No, it doesn't matter Midget. who they got. We've just got to pin them. Giants, How are they going to win? Giants, Giants are they going to win? Yep. Toby Green loves a week off. As, as. Put it up. Disclaimer. Yeah, absolutely. Put it up. (laughs) We're going to very quickly touch on one of my favourite times of the year in (laughs) rugby. And let's just touch on it very quickly. State of origin. origin. Come on. Queensland versus New South Wales. Billy Slater comes in and brings all the big guns with him to coach. Is he playing? The question is, has he got the cattle? That's the big question. Um, there's the squad. They're the debuting hell? about four new kids. Um, so that's that's nervous at the start, even though new kids, anything can happen. So, I mean, they're all they're all worthy of a spot. There's no doubt about it. But the question is, can they beat the might at the moment? And I never thought I'd say this because Queensland was so strong for so long. But the might right now of New South Wales. Um, my daughter is a bit of an astute rugby follower and watches a lot of games. And she honestly thinks... New South Wales by an absolute country mile, game one. So let's see. Let's see. Um, Lovey, what's your thoughts? Give us your thought. Do you like the state of origin first and foremost? Do you enjoy it? The series last year was tighter than what people thought would be. And I think that um, Queensland are making ground back on New South Wales quicker than what would be anticipated. Um, What are New South Wales doing leaving that Josh Addo car? What, what is that? Yep. I mean, if you're going to give Queensland a free hit in a certain position, there it is right there. Um, so I don't know what they're thinking. Look, I presume their squad's still pretty strong to cover that area, but he's the best, he's the best in his position in, in the world, let alone bloody state of origin. So I don't know what the hell they're thinking there. Um, I couldn't care because I hope Queensland win 3-zip and... New South Wales can go and swallow its own butthole, but um, <laughs> put it in the tube. <laughs> put it in the tube. Yeah, can I get New South Wales out of Orange team in a tube? Um, Does he know it's still oh, live? By the way, the show. Does he know it's yeah, still live? Yeah, on your cars. Don't interrupt. I told you that before. So I think, um, I think, I think, I think Queensland will win the first game. Outlandish. Right. Cool. Let's go margin. Let's go margin while we're on this one. First game. Eight points. Maroons by four because when you've got a captain whose name's Daly Cherry, you got to go with that. That's fantastic. There's some. There's some. I know there's Evans. I know there's Evans. I like the fact they're playing the kids. Play the kids. Queensland by four. Queensland win the series 2 1. New South Wales, 23 points. They win the series 2 1. And Billy Slater to be as good a coach as Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> oh, right, big call. All right, I'm going to take Queensland by six. And, I mean, how good is this Billy Slater looking? Have a look at him. If he doesn't look like he could play at the moment, I'll go, hey, Mike. He looks incredible. He's always been an incredible Nick. He's a perfectionist. Um, he is will he demand. He will <laughs> demand the best of these kids. Is he allowed to play? What stage can is he come he on? He must go. I don't think he is allowed to play, to be honest. But who knows? You never know, mate. Might pull a smoky game two or three. Anything can happen. Him, Cam Smith. Sign a three-day contract. Sign a three-day contract with a storm, and he's in. No problem. Jonathan Thurston's. All three of them could get out there. I'm sure. Maybe not Thurston's. He's a little bit no. rusty. As 
just on the um, rugby league, what were your thoughts about Cam Munster's comments during the week, or might have even been today, about my future in rugby league is tied to Craig Bellamy? Wow. I think it shows great support for the coach, fair to say. Bellamy's got one year. Munster should stay for one more. Question is where did he go after that? I mean, our rumours were that he was going to Broncos um, with Cam Smith uh, originally. They were all going to go up there, coach, Cam Smith, Bellamy and Tate Munster. Could still happen. Who knows? Um, Billy Slater, Queensland boy, uh, he could end up there as well, Um, get Brisbane back to – but Brisbane's been a real surprise for me this year. They've been fantastic, uh, honestly. Um, Yeah. So anyway, we we move on. That was that's rugby league for us. Um, I think round one. So Wednesday night, check that one out. Um, let's f- quickly finish on just a couple of things coming up that I want to quickly highlight. We've got the 9th of June next week. The Rock Dogs oh, High Night nice. Brunswick Ballroom. If you don't know who the awesome. Rock Dogs are, uh, this is a Recklink Community Cup where if you've played in a band that's played at the ESPY, the Esplanade in St Kilda, you're allowed to play for this team. So it's a bit of a team of musicians, um, and it's it's a fantastic day. And they play a team called the Megahertz, which is basically guys that have been on the radio. Um, so they get to play radio personalities. So it's, it's a great day, great game. Um, Chris Gill there in the middle. We'd love to try and get Chris on the show, actually. Uh, Northside Records, he's the man. Um, and that's them in the megahertz in the middle and the SB Rock Dogs on the side there. So it's a great event um, and you need to get there, basically. Rec Link. So that's at uh, Victoria Park, the 19th of June. That's coming up. That'll be a massive one. Um, they know get in. a huge, huge crowd then, so I'm definitely going. In. Can you just pop that up in. again? Yep. That looks like um like a no the other one the the flyer for it yeah that one is that like a publicity thing for a lovey moving into politics let love rule oh nice trapsy very nice trapsy nice segue I'd vote for you over the poster in there now Peter Dutton mediocre nothing mediocre about that poster either it's very good Peter Dutton needs a PR man lovey you're just a man smooth silk. (laughs) Respectful of everybody, you'll fit right oh, in. Hang on. No, hold, hold, hold on. I know Aaron wants to step into the last thing he wants to bring up, but I don't work for Peter Dutton. He would work for me. Simple as that. <laughs> Has anyone ever seen Space Chips, the movie? With the kids' movie, Space Chips? Space Chips. Now, have mm. a look on it, and there's a character on there that, that glows in the dark. It's a bit bald. It looks like Peter Dutton. It's a fucking classic. Oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Another one at Brunswick Ballroom coming up, private function. Uh, believe it or not, it's not a private function. It's a band called Private Function. <laughs> so this will be a cracker. Um, hey, hey, as, how good, pop it up for a second, how good the name of the two support acts? Cheeky geezers and gut health, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you got to love a good support you. band. Um Pretty hard to beat Amel and the Sniffers recently, but um, oh yeah, and yeah. they are they are huge at the moment. So um, <laughs> private function, check them out. 
All right, boys, favorite horse name ever. Famous racing horse name. What's your favorite before we go? Oh, Wicked Cranium. That was mine. <laughs> what about Wicked Cranium? Used to be a hurdle. Do you remember Dr. Sam when he won the hurdle in the cup back in 1988, 89? I just remember it was my first bet. <laughs> yeah, I think Wicked Cranium was a crack, cracker of a name. Like no doubt. horse, too. Being a massive Star Wars fan, I had a good friend of mine that had a horse that ran in the cup. May the horse be with you. So, yes, um, <laughs> that was that was fantastic. So, all right, a couple of last gigs coming up, and we're going to promote these in the next couple of weeks. June 11, Luke Sinclair again, and Cold Iron's Bound. It's almost a must at George Lane in St Kilda. So get that date into your diaries. And and also where we were, Lovey, a couple of weeks ago at St Andrews, Wadambuck Community Hall, which is Berkey's little special uh, little gigs on Sunday afternoon. He's put together a great lineup again. And our good show mate, both Ryan Sterling and Timothy oh, Wolf are both going to be playing there. This will be huge. So we're um, going there again then. Tickets only 20 bucks. It's an absolute must. So get that in your diary. 26th of June. We'll keep promoting this in the next few weeks. We're going to get Ryan on in the next couple of weeks. Ryan's going to be on on the next couple of weeks before he releases his new album. Um, So that'll be an exclusive for us. Um, And there's plenty of other gigs coming up. So my words of advice to you, if it's a little bit cold for you to be at the footy uh, or be out and about, get to a bar and go and see a great band. That's my words of wisdom for this week. Just a couple of quick ones, mate, too. Congratulations to Western United. Won the A-League soccer. Yep, absolutely. Um, Also, just a quick question. Oh, and also to Liverpool for the UEFA League win that they had. And quick one, NBA playoffs. Who wins, boys? Hang on, hang on. What did Liverpool win last week? UEFA. UEFA. Big, oh, they got done. Cuz is classic. Okay. My, My God, Cuz. Real Madrid beat them one nil. Real Madrid beat them. So I apologise. I, I, that's me. I read it wrong. I apologise. I prove I'm not. You're human after all, Cuz. Live television at its best, boys. Live television at its best. That's right. Well, Love that never made a mistake. Remember that? Oh, again, we'll let it that be down, cuz. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Bring it up all you, bring it up all you like. Undoubtedly, love will be done. Mateka will do that. And <laughs> oh. a quick one, NBA basketball. Who wins, boys? Yeah, think, so off the back of your Liverpool gaff, I reckon Detroit Pistons will win the, will win the title. Is Dennis Rodman coming oh, up? Yeah, Dennis Rodman will play. Sorry, that joke was said two minutes ago. What what joke? Detroit Pistons. Nah, I, I, look, Golden State will win it in five. Four five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, look, it's it's highly likely to go to five. There's no question. Um, Boston are too good for that, mate. They'll get a game. Boston will sneak a game. Who's MVP? I'm going to go Clay. Steph. Yeah, I think. I think so too, but I, I, I think Steph. Yeah, don't rule out Steph to make have a big impact, but definitely Clay um, Thompson's huge, huge for him this year. So, Clay, sorry, what's that? Lots of a bit of malice in the palace going on during the series. Yeah, it'd be nice. Oh, I hope there is. 
I hope there is. <laughs> Bring back the beer. <laughs> that's the last. I think that's the last time we had relevance. The Pistons was Melson the Palace. Yeah. <laughs> Benoit. So we go to game one, which is Friday, June the third. So check it out. Um, that's a good one. Eleven o'clock. It's going to be viewed in, in Australia. So check it out, um, and then get ready for game two, June six, a couple of days later. So we start off in Boston. It's going to be really important to not get that first game on the belt board. All right, boys. Anything else before we wrap up? Yeah. So we. Uh, Lovey. I was just going to say between between podcasts. So after tonight. And our next podcast, I invite everyone to take a guess as to what is behind Glenn's big white sheet in the background there. So, Glenn, do not reveal and say nothing. I just We want our little audience to just have a quick guess what might be behind there. Uh, who's to say? I don't think it is a window, actually. I think, Glenn, there might be something a bit more interesting behind that one that you can reveal at our next podcast. And I'll let everyone have a guess. Have a guess online. Well, yeah, back. The, weird, the weirdest <laughs> response wins. <laughs> the weirdest yeah, response wins. The weirdest response wins. There you go. Oh, what good. Are you guys doing? <laughs> good. I just Has watched the hockey whole, game. Has there been a whole hockey game played? We're middle aged really old good. men, mate. We've got nothing else to do. I drove an hour and 15 minutes to come watch this game and I didn't see a minute of it. <laughs> Trust me, you didn't want to. <laughs> Come on, Az. One job, mate. Oh, it's cold. It's cold. It's cold here. <laughs> All right, boys. We're going to finish up. Um, thanks, everyone, for your time. It's been super to have you all on, as usual. Love having you on. Chat soon. Love, Love you, guys. You. Bye. There, boys. We're in the chat.